Hi guys, it's Crash Gal, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee with Crash Gal. Today we have a very special guest. His name is Vikash Shibdasani, and Vic lived through a very significant trauma about 15 years ago. He was in an accident that left him a paraplegic. So this episode is all about how he overcame that trauma and how he copes with it and lives with it today. Um, I think this could be very helpful for somebody who has experienced any sort of trauma in their life. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to episode five of Coffee with Crash Gal. My name is Leah Wise, and I'm here with a very dear friend of mine. His name is Vic, and Vic is a spiritual coach. And the reason why I invited him on here today, just so you know, Vic, this space is usually reserved for women only. But I made an exception for you because I think that the message that you have to share is very profound. Um, Vic was involved in an accident about 15 years ago, which left him a paraplegic, and he has been a wheelchair user ever since. Um, and so this conversation is, is going to be about him overcoming that trauma and that dark space that he was in. He's currently a spiritual coach. So um, the first question that I have for you, Vic, is... Tell us about your accident that left you a paraplegic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first off, thanks for having me. I didn't realize I was the only male uh, guest, so I'm honored to be that. <laughs> um, yeah, so almost 15 years ago now, when I was 22 years old, I had an accident where I fell off of a third floor apartment balcony that left me paralyzed from the waist down. And you know, at 22 years old, there's, you know, there was, I was really kind of on the end of my college career and there was all this, uh, plans for jobs and, and, and just kind of moving forward with my life. And that just changed everything overnight and, uh, had to step onto a whole new different path, you know? And, and what, like what led up to that fall? Oh yeah. Well, I, we, we, we were partying, you know, I was 22 years old. We were in college. Uh, we actually took cabs to and from the club cause we were trying to be like responsible drunk people. And, uh, when we, when we got back, there was, there was a missing cab. Uh, one of my cousin was in that cab. So we actually got to my apartment, which was on the third floor. We were ready to after party. And I went to the balcony to call my cousin who was in the missing cab. And he's like, we're around, right around the corner. And so I said, okay. And then I, I just decided to lean over the balcony to see if I could see any headlights coming. Because they were taking a little while. And then the next thing I know, and I'm being awoken on the ground. Wow. So next thing you knew, like you leaned over the balcony to check for your cousin. Next thing you knew, you wake up, you're on the ground, and you cannot move your legs, right? Um, so and then you know you go to the hospital you know all of, you know that happens but tell us about the point when the doctors officially told you like you can no longer use your legs tell us what was going through your mind like the the feelings and emotions of hearing that for the first time well i i, I had to go through surgery the next morning and the doctors were already telling me that that my spinal cord was affected but they had to kind of go in to to know what the extent of the damage was. And so after the surgery, when I woke up and the doctors came to me, they just, they, they said that the spinal cord was severely compressed and, and they just, they said that I got like a 5% chance of ever walking again. And one of the doctors was even like, yeah, I'm not, I don't see you walking out of here. 
anytime soon kind of thing. So it was rough, you know, this was literally overnight to get to get news like this. So um, there was a lot of disbelief and, and non-acceptance and, you know, pain and really just, you know, all my, my family was there and they were going through it. So there was just a lot of a lot, lot of pain and, 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 and fear about you know what's to come next and and seeing everybody crying and, and going through that it was a really it was a really drab moment you know so tell us about the like lowest point that you can remember following your accident like your thoughts the state of mind that you were in the feelings emo like the absolute lowest of your life well you know the the positive of my life is that I had a big support system. So initially when coming out of that, uh, everybody was really encouraging. And, and I just got into a space of like, there's no way I'm not going to walk again. So I'm just going to, I'm gonna walk again and I'm going to do everything that I can to, to get there. And so I spent three or four years like traveling the world to try out all sorts of alternative treatments. And so I think like the lowest point for me was, um, back in 2009, um, where I was in the Phil, I spent six months in the Philippines and it was just like the fifth or sixth treatment. You got to understand that like I went to Germany and I did stem cells. I was seeing a homeopathic doctor in Canada for a year. I was going to all these different places, do all these different things. And so after those like three and a half years, it was just like nothing worked, nothing helped me. And then it was just where do I go from here? What am I doing? Do I even want to live this life? You know, and um, and so I would say really there getting to, that, that really eventually propelled me to acceptance. But before that was that lowest point of just I don't want to live like this. Um, so would you say that you had suicidal ideations or thoughts? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was it was it was like a fantasy. It was like, it's like suicide sounded like, um, it just sounded comforting. Like that, like that could be a possibility. I never got to the point where like, I actually was even close to attempting it, but most definitely there were a lot of thoughts and just, yeah, if I could just end this, I don't have to deal with this anymore. Um, was very prevalent. And that was not the only time that happened because years later I had multiple, uh, health issues um bed sores pressure sores that i was dealing with that helped me that made me bedridden for months at a time and um so so yeah so back then was really those suicidal thoughts but like even maybe as as of 2015 2016 uh i i was i was revisiting those thoughts of like i don't why am i why do i have to deal with this it'd be better if i just killed myself and just be done with it all you know definitely uh, explored those thoughts very, very frequently during those times. So your happiness is not dependent on whether you're going to heal or walk again. You are happy in the present moment, but of course you're not never because you never know, you know, what could happen. Right. So what do you feel is like, the like one of the number one things you've learned coming out of your trauma yeah i definitely have accepted i think the biggest lesson through all the health issues and the issues that i, I went through was about getting into a point of acceptance and 
acceptance to me means just being okay with what is right now and 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 allowing yourself to be in the moment and so that means i have to completely accept everything that has to do with being in a wheelchair and um and i do believe or i do hold the space of possibility of healing of walking again um but it's it's different this is where it gets kind of tricky because and i've fallen and i've fallen into the the mind space of getting too attached to like, that's what I want. And then really getting kind of heartbroken from it, like when it doesn't happen. So I feel like I've accepted it and I live in the moment, but like, like in anything, right? We have, we, we have all these kind of desires and wants in our lives. I keep that up there as a possibility because I have no idea what can happen. And, and I have no idea what, you know, whether if it's, it's science or some sort of miracle that can, come up with with it with a solution so i'm always just going to be open to that but still being completely okay right now do you feel like everything happens for a reason like where where do you like i want to know where you stand like on like spiritual religious do you feel like um you know it's all written and we can't change it or is there free will involved like i want to get like real deep about that. Well, I think for me, you know, I, 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 I was in the depths of my despair and, and looking at things as happening for a reason really helped me move forward. Cause there was, you know, not so much about like, why did this happen? If it happened for a reason, then there may be something I could get out of it. Um, and so I think it's good to look at everything as happening for a reason because it uh, guides you to really overcoming and, and, and making the most out of situations rather than dwelling on it. Right. Like it's, um, seeing like, so it caused me that mentality caused me to actually look for the reason, you know, and you could probably think of many reasons why anything happens, whether it leads you to a certain person or makes you have a certain epiphany. Um, when it comes to like free will and things like that, I believe we have free will, but this is where things get interesting because we have a subconscious mind and our subconscious mind is made up is 95% of us, which means that 95% of us is habit. So we do have free will, but we, I don't think we've realized that we've habituated ourselves into a certain personality or a certain persona. And so our free will is learning how to get into that and reprogram our, reprogramming ourselves, I think. Um, is it all written? Is it all, you know, even, you know, some, I, I go to like different, I go on different ends of that. Um, I know that when I are, when I'm going through difficult situations, it's comforting to think like, well, it's all happening for a reason. Like it's here to teach me, you know, some sort of lesson or, you know, it's guiding me on a different path. Maybe the path I thought I wanted isn't actually the correct path for me. So I try not to dwell on what's going on and just, you know, rely on the fact like, hey, this is happening because there's a different purpose or a different path for me. Um, but some people, you know, don't don't believe that. And, um, you know, it's just a matter of of your perspective. I've learned that an introspective process is important 
the reason why we go we go through traumas are kind of like wake up calls. I feel like, and you go through you go through things, and these traumas create a significant level of pain and struggle and suffering. And in that space, we 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 understand we get more involved into into our inner thoughts, inner world of thoughts and feelings. And what my trauma has really pushed me to understand and realize and really why I do the work I do today is that we can change our beliefs and perceptions and and how we see things. A lot of times traumas happen to wake us up so that to, to realize that we are creators of this reality and it's all about your perspective. And so this this trauma has caused me to kind of go within and and meditate and really understand why do I think the way I do? Where do they come from? And is it serving me for where I want to go? And so I'll say that, I'll say that that's, it's such a big piece and it encompasses kind of like the whole Rolodex that I was talking about, but um, really, really being able to have that introspective process so that you can install the changes that you want to have in your life and become the person you want to be. So now that, you know, we've discussed your accident and, you know, some of the lowest times that you've had following your accident, um, what do you say has been, like, what is the hardest thing currently that you struggle with? <laughs> take, a, take a step back, you know, allow yourself to be we get into trauma and it and you know we're so we, we live in a society that's just so like high strung and you know just constantly getting things done and what's the next thing and you know when you have trauma you know it really causes you to whatever it is kind of causes you to take a step back but there's also that movement to want to keep doing things and seeing the next thing i would say take a step back and allow yourself to just be for a little bit and and um I think when you're allowed, when you allow yourself to just be, you, then you allow yourself to kind of like go into the feelings of the grief of the pain, and we really need to go there to to release it. Otherwise, it really ends up running our lives and our relationships and and so many different things. So, yeah, take a step back and and, and be take in what's happened to you and allow yourself to feel everything that comes with it. That's truly what I would advise. Yeah, no, I know you and I have talked a lot about like sitting with it, sitting with your grief, your emotions, your despair, um, because I think a lot of people, what they, what they do is they have like these coping mechanisms, whether it's drugs or alcohol to try and not deal with those feelings. And so then that trauma goes unprocessed for years and it resurfaces and it ruins your relationships, it ruins your career, it ruins your life. So it's really like doing the hard work of like sit with it experience the emotions let yourself process them so that way you can heal right and again you know i think i can almost hear people listening saying well that's painful i don't want to go there and what you got to realize is by going there and allowing yourself to feel that stuff you're eventually going to be met with happiness you're eventually going to be met with with positive emotions but you have to allow yourself to to sit through that that struggle or that, that pain. And we've just, I just think that I'm, I, I definitely was like this. And I think most people I meet are like this is that we've all learned 
to, to experience our pain to a certain degree and don't go further than that. And we experience our joy to a certain degree and we don't go further than that. And we don't realize that emotions are actual energy. And so they stay with you and they drive certain thought patterns and, you know, depression and anxiety and all these things. And if we're not really going there, like people keep trying to avoid with food and drugs and alcohol and whatever it is um, to, to kind of like stuff it down but it doesn't go away, right? You're still anxious, you're still depressed. And so might as well go into the pain and, and allow yourself to feel it and release it so so that you can see everything from a whole different scope. Okay, so what final pieces of advice do you have for somebody who has maybe recently lived through some sort of trauma or tragedy and just doesn't feel the will to carry on anymore? I think look at things that are positive you know everything that we are is based on what we're exposing ourselves to and so it's important to give yourself good information that that makes you feel good whether you know whether it's watching something positive on youtube or even just doing something that you love i would find things that actually bring you joy and try to focus on those. I can understand that the trauma or the pain would be pulling you back, but this takes willpower. And so um, I would really push to focus on what brings you joy. And even if it's like a second, but whatever it is that can help you get into that kind of space. And this is the kind of work I do with people um, to help people learn how to release the emotions, to help, you know, you tune into your intuition and literally like learn how to live in positive emotions uh, to to create the life that you want to live or to be the person that you want to be. Um, my journey has taken me through so many different roller coasters and I've been in the depths of despair and pain and struggle many times and it's actually all written in my book, Rolling With It, Lessons Learned While Dead sitting down you got to check it out it's on amazon and definitely if you are interested in um working with me you can check me out on behererightnow.com or or email info at behererightnow.com awesome i'm actually about halfway done with your book and man it is raw vulnerable like there's so many things I didn't know that you struggled with. It's like, it's extremely personal. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being a guest on here today. I think you are going to help a lot of people with this video, this testimonial. So thank you for taking the time to sit down and speak with us. Um, trauma is something that I think we, we need to address more often because I think, you know, a lot of people have been through different types of trauma and, um, you know, if anybody feels like they need to reach out to Vic or that he can be of a resource to you, please don't hesitate to reach out to him. So thank you, Vic. We appreciate your time.